I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics from personal stories to hot button issues. We cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. It is that time of the year. It is that time of the week. Awkward Sex, another episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for joining, subscribing. All the rates and reviews have been amazing. This week I have Julie Feltman who is literally twerking right now. (laughs) You can see her every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. with Vern at the Pit. And she's also going to be performing at The Strand February 21st. Uh, go see her. She's an amazing performer. She's also very an introspective person. This episode uh, is, is kind of similar to Calvin's. It's very just, it's therapeutic. It's just, we talk. <laughs> no, um, we just talk a lot about like how people in our past have affected us and like what that means and how to grow and learn from it. So I hope you enjoy. Oh, and there's a great story about a sex party. I can't believe I fucking forgot about that. There is a sex party story in this episode and it's great and I love it. Yay, sex parties. When I break up with someone, I like to go on the ex-boyfriend tour, where I re-dip in all of the pools I've swam in before. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, sometimes things are not supposed to work out, and you have to get out before it gets worse. Holy shit, Lois. When we were leaving, it was like this graveyard of condoms (gasps) everywhere. (laughs) Oh man, the poor cleanup crew. So you're dating someone right now. I am. I'm, yeah, I'm with, I've been with the same guy for like two and a half years almost. Okay. Yeah, he's great. He's a cool dude. How'd you guys meet? On Tinder. I love this. (laughs) It's it's becoming more and more prominent. I think that's great that people feel great talking about that now. Yeah. You know, it's like two years into our relationship, like we feel like very connected. It feels like we're each other's persons, like we're making, you know, life plans together. 
And it's so weird that we met on Tinder because it's such a it's you know, it's a gamble. It you really meet all is. kinds of people online. Oh, yeah. But it, yeah, we're really great for each other. He's a cool dude. Aw. Do you guys live together right now? We do. Yeah. How's that going? It's good. It's mostly good. Is he the first person you've lived with? No, he's not. Okay. I have lived with another boy who's no longer with us. He's alive. Oh, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I got dark really quick. But he's dead to me. No. <laughs> was this the guy when um when I when uh fuck, I think it was Ginny Lee had like a party slash show at her place and you had like just broken up with someone and you were like it was like a seven year relationship. Yes. It was him. It was him. Okay. Yeah, we were together for like a really long time in our twenties. That's really hard to yeah. like do you feel comfortable talking about that? Yeah. Okay. Because that's a really, like, your 20s are so weird be- to me, at least, because I feel like you're like, this is it. And especially with something like that long, like, when did you guys start dating? Yeah. And I, like, I grew up in a pretty small town. And definitely, like, that was the time when all of my friends were getting married yeah. to their, like, you know, early 20s sweethearts. And I think that, and his family very much, like, felt that that pressure or mm-hmm. put that pressure on us to, mm-hmm. like, finalize that shit yeah like even like when i was like 21 22 his mom would be like so when's the baby coming oh my god and i'm like lady <laughs> i'm very young how long have you been dating at that point at just for like a year oh my god uh, yeah i mean i think that that's i don't know i think that people of that generation just like want to have the grandkids like they want our lives to be about family to then entertain them <laughs> No, that's really, really true, actually. I've noticed that with, like, a lot of different, like, friends and, like, myself included. It's, like, it once you hit an, an age, they're just, like, but now how do you bring it around back to us? Like, and we're, yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like, we want, like, this is our life. Like, don't touch it. Yeah. Do you want kids? I do. Um, but not anytime soon. Yeah, same. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm excited to have a kid, but I now, like, a lot of. You know, a lot of my closer friends are uh, like have young kids Mm -hmm. and their life is all about the kids. And it's so great and beautiful for them. Yeah. But like when I think about that, I just get like panicky. Yeah. There's so many other things that I really want to do and achieve and be before I devote like all my time and attention to being a good mom because my parents fucked up. And I don't want to fuck up my kid. (laughs) Well, so I'm like really afraid of fucking up my kids, too. And uh, my 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 Aaron, my fiance always says like we are going to fuck them up in some way mm-hmm. like there's no way that you can't and that kind of helped me like relax a little bit it was just like oh yeah i'm gonna fuck them up in some way yeah but um but i think that's a big fear for like a lot a lot of people especially when like you have like boomer parents that sucked yeah. especially when they don't realize <laughs> that they sucked that's that's the real fun one when like you're in therapy because they won't go into therapy oh yeah and you're like, this could just end if you just like went into therapy yeah. and like, dealt with your emotions. Yeah. And I will say, I shouldn't trash my mom because my mom is like the most wonderful person and I love her so much. But she just had like insane anxiety and it was Ooh. undiagnosed and undealt with. And now she takes her 2 p.m. happy pill every day. Her phone alarm goes off and she takes her Wellbutrin happy pill. And she's like so different with that. <laughs> So, you know, she kind of turned it around, but it took like 30 years Damn. to figure it out. That sucks, too. Like, that's what also sucks, like, for that generation. It's like they didn't have the same drugs as we did. Yeah. 
and and like the same education about mental health and yeah like oh you don't have to be unhappy all the time no and it took for me it took until like you know my early 30s to figure that out and like go to therapy and get the get the good juices in my brain yeah try and figure that out this is not about sex it is though <laughs> it is it all comes back to sex like it does all come back to i sex. always feel like guests like freak out and it's like no but like your mental health affects your sex life and like your oh, totally. physical health affects your health like i know i'm just trolling you okay. oh okay okay <laughs> okay so what was your first what can do do you feel comfortable saying your guy's name Oh, yeah. The guy I'm dating now? Yeah. Olivier. Yeah. Olivier. Okay. Olivier. What was your first date? Like, why were you on Tinder and you were like, yeah, let's... Uh... Oh, man. I just gotten out of a very bad, short relationship. Um, and I, like, took, like, a couple of months off of dating. And I was like, man, I'm going to find the right person because I just can't stop. Like, I was just dating, like, a series of, like, terrible men for mm-hmm. me. Um, so I bought myself a queen-size mattress. Nice. So I was like, if I build it, it will come. Yeah. And I went onto the apps, and I just, like, started, like, setting up, like, three dates a week as if I was, like, interviewing them <laughs> for my future partner. And I actually had a different date set up on the night that we were supposed to meet. And he, this other guy, like, punked out last minute. Mm-hmm. And I originally said no to a date with Olivier. And then I was like, actually, do you, I just suddenly became free tonight. You want to hang out like around like 930? Why did you say no? Just because of the other date? I just had another date set up. Okay. Yeah. And Olivier's pro, uh, profile only said his like height in centimeters. <laughs> that would drive me crazy. I'd be like, no. I had to like check. I was like, is that the length of your dick? I don't know centimeters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Was, do you remember the? I think the it was. Number? A, I think it was 163 centimeters. I don't know. I could be wrong. It sounds very small. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, why would you? Why would you do that? He's French, and I think that he was like looking for like other like European girls to go like, mm, ooh la la. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I did not have that reaction. I was just like, well, this guy's probably an idiot. <laughs> I love that. But I became free, <laughs> so we met, and I. Like just liked him immediately, and he liked me pretty immediately, and we um we hung out at a bar for a few hours, and then we went to Barcade and played video games until like two o'clock in the oh, morning that's together. Cute, that's a good first date. Yeah. Uh what was it like the first time you guys had sex? It was good. It was in my freshly minted queen size bed. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was. It was good. He is very good at the things. I thank all of the women who came before me. <laughs> like conditioned him. They conditioned him. They trained him. You can tell was- what, like, when like the women like came in and like swooped in and fixed it. Because it just reminds me like I hooked up with this guy a few times in like 2014 or 2013. And then I started dating someone else. And then we broke up. And then I started fucking that guy again. And the sex had gotten better. Like it was yeah. like this is not eh. and now i was like oh this is good like this oh is- this was like back on your ex-boyfriend tour like after you break up with someone else yeah yeah that is a that is one of my favorite phenomenas it's like when i break up with someone i like to go on the ex-boyfriend tour where i like go and redip in all of the pools i've swam in before <laughs> 
It's perfect. Oh, yeah. All the boys I've done before are going to help me pick up the pieces. Did you ever go back to seven-year guy when you, like, broke up with someone after him? Um. Well, we broke up, and then I saw other – actually, yeah, I guess so. Because I saw other people, and then, like, a year later, we got back together for, like, a month or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And then it was just like, no, this is really not – he's a really good dude. It's just, like, we were not meant to be together. Yeah. Like, he – you know, I think that like when you do comedy and you're out all the time with like other people, you have to be like really secure in your relationship and yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, or and your your partner needs to be very secure in the relationship and themselves. And I think that that guy who I was dating and, and then other subsequent guys just like were very kind of insecure about me hanging out with other dudes and like going out late at night where there was drinking. Yeah, and. Yeah, sorry, that's just going to be my lifestyle and I'm cool with it and I know how to separate like male friends and um and like lovers. Like, yeah. Not every guy I talk to there's like sexual connection or attraction to. In fact, pretty much zero guys I talk to yeah. there's sexual connection and attraction to. But like, you know, insecure dudes are just like, "Oh no, I'm going to like lose this really good thing." And then they sabotage it yeah you'd be like oh man you must be like you know i don't know where you are at night you're just like going to all these sex parties or whatever and i'm like dude do you not know how nerdy comedians are like yeah a sex party is like the furthest thing of what is yeah. happening at like an improv theater yes exactly it's just too bad like a lot of those guys that i dated i think like we really you know like you really love someone uh-huh. but then you just like are like but i'm i don't i'm not in love with you i love you but yeah. like we shouldn't be in love with each other. Yeah. Do you ever date comedians? Um, I mean, I don't know if they would call it dating. I thought it was dating at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, there were definitely a few guys like that for me too. Where I had one dude that I like thought we were dating, and a friend was like took me to the side, and she was like, "I need you to know this happened because the same exact thing happened to so and so." Oh yeah, where they thought they were dating, and he definitely wasn't. And I was like, "Oh," and then I like had called him out on it. And he was like, "Oh yeah, no, I thought we were just like having fun," and so then I immediately like dropped it. Yeah. Um. No, yeah. especially right after me and a seven year guy broke up, I like. I took a couple of months before, like, jumping back into the pool mm-hmm. and then, like, dated a bunch of comedians that, I mean, but it wasn't really dating. We were just, like, fucking around. Yeah. And it went, never went anywhere. And, like, at the time, I was like, why is this so terrible? I feel like half the men in the comedy community that fuck around, like, cannot hold an erection. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love it. It's shady. Um, I would I know fifty percent of you know who you are. Oh fuck! <laughs> I hope you're listening. I noticed that like for the comedians that I dated, like it was so weird how they could totally make these very strong choices on stage, but could not make a choice like when it came to like, are we dating? Are we not? Just text me fucking back, like yeah. And then they'd be all up in arms when like I remember one time it's like fucking around with this guy. He made it clear that, like, it wasn't anything else. So I started dating someone else at the same theater, and he, like, lost his shit. And I was just like, dude, you would, like, never, you would never text me back. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this and this for you, and we're going to go on this date. And then silence. And I'd be, like, crying at home, feeling like it was my fault. But then the yeah. moment there's another guy, all of a sudden you're like, no, but, like, no, I'm ready. It's like, no, make a fucking choice. Yeah. Or not. Like, I don't know. Ugh. Ugh. I know. It makes me so mad just thinking about it. Just thinking. Uh, yeah. There were so many times where I look back on it now. I'm like, oh, that guy was 
really obsessed with me, like in the hours after 11 p.m., it's because they were drinking. Yeah. And probably blacked out. Yeah. And then not remembering having this conversation. Oh, probably. And this is just not like one person. This is like several people over the them. years. Yeah. yeah. Median dudes. Not all. Hashtag not all men. But. <laughs> hashtag not all comedians. All of the dudes that I fucked. <laughs> I am the common denominator. Because like I think the thing about like a comedy community, it's like a theater group with more horniness. Yeah. And so it's like you're, but you still have like the emotional maturity in a lot of ways of like being a teenager, myself included. Like I didn't really start dating, dating until I got to New York and I was like at the pit. And so I was learning how to date too and like learning what I wanted and not knowing how to communicate what I wanted. Like it was very, it was very like, like I grew up on like the hills and like Laguna Beach. So I was like, this is normal. This is drama. This is like how really? it should be. Oh, watching. Watching it. Oh, I was no. Like, I was like, I was from like Laguna Beach. On the hills. <laughs> like you can see me behind Lauren. I called her LC because we were like best friends. No, no. I'm from Stafford, Virginia, which like also just like a weird place, but no beach. Got it. But like we were obsessed with like the hills. We were yeah. obsessed with that. And that's what you were given as like these are your peers your age and like this is how they're dating yeah it outlines your expectations yeah to actually have things be drama bullshit yeah and then you find a nice person who you want to just like chill out with and order sixty dollars worth of sushi with yeah <laughs> you don't wear pants around them but it's yep. not sexual until you want it to be sexual yeah like i don't wear pants ever at home i hate pants i'm just oh, like always in my underwear yeah the, the pants come off like as soon as I come in the door. There's like a place where my like body steps out of the pants and the pants just like stay in like the little two separate rings so I can like step back into them when I'm going out. Love it. Yeah. That needs to be an invention. Yeah. There's like a place for me to put my shoes. We should really like decide. Yeah. Where's where's the pant rack? Where's there's the coat rack? I need a pant rack. So I kind of wanted to tell you Ooh. about. A sex party that I went to? Oh, my God. Yes. Please do. So, as I said earlier, like, my ex-boyfriend, I've been, like, wanting to tell you this story for years. Oh, my God. I'm and so excited. <laughs> it's not that good. And it's, like, not a story. Like, I I do storytelling sometimes, and it's not a story that I've actually worked on. Uh-huh. Because I've never had, like, the balls to get up and tell it. Yeah. Um, And I also kept it secret for a while Ooh. because it was kind of salacious. So... Like when I after I dated this guy for like seven years and he would say like all these like kind of like, I don't know, like low key controlling things to me. Like, you you know, you're always like out with these other guys. You're probably like slutting it up. And of course, like the ironic part was that I wasn't. Yeah. You know, I never yeah, yeah. did anything. And then when we broke up, I kind of like went through a dry spell for a couple of months. <clears throat> and then I was just I just got like horny. Like I wanted to go out and like experience all of this sex that I had missed all during my 20s being in this very long relationship and <clears throat> I wasn't having great luck dating anyone that I knew and I was also like working all the time and so I was like you know what I am gonna go to a fucking sex party oh my god <laughs> so I signed up for um like I, I like researched like what's the safest sex party to go to as a single female and I found this place called Chemistry NYC. 
Okay. If anyone out there is interested in going to a sex party, okay. Chemistry NYC, do you know what it is? Oh, yeah. I've All never right. heard of it. I'm excited. My producer knows. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to call you out, Caitlin. <laughs> uh, so I like it's like $150 to go as a couple, and you can't even get in as a single man. And it is $20 to get in as a single woman. Oh, nice. <laughs> So it was like after I did a comedy show one uh-huh. night, I like left all my friends at the bar and I like put on this like really cute leopard dress and went to this like to a sex party in a warehouse in Williamsburg. Oh, my God. And I go in and the downstairs just like a regular party with like spooky people, <laughs> you know, like some of them are fully dressed. Some people are like, you know, wearing like leather and straps and there's like massage tables that like girls are just like laying out on. And there was a band that played and I just I walked in like right when the band was finishing their set. Mm-hmm. So there was two different rooms uh-huh. and I went upstairs and I like watched an orgy <laughs> in front of me. How cool. It was like, you know, like 20 or 30 people like all having group sex and like groups of like four or six. Oh my god! With each other, <laughs> and I just kind of like stood there and watched for a little while. Which they, you know, I wasn't like the only person watching. I was like in a like a sea of people watching. I like had like the popcorn and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just like I'm just here for the show. <laughs> yeah, and there's a guy like walking around with like the Mets hats full of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would have had some, but no. Um, and so then like I'm hanging out, and I have to say, the moment I walked in, I passed this dude who was like super sexy mm-hmm. looking. And we made eye contact and I was like, oh, my God, you are cute. And then after I watched, you know, group fucking, <laughs> I came back downstairs and like hung out like at the bar for a little while. And I started to- uh, talking to this guy that I made eye contact with. And he was first he was like, you know, we were we just like made casual conversation. He's like, I have to admit, this is like the weirdest fucking thing I've ever been to. And I'm like, dude, me too. Yeah. And he's like, no, I thought you were like, you know, sex party girl. And I'm like, nah, nah, this is like my first time here. First time watcher, not planning on doing. Yeah. I'm just like getting some stuff from my spank bank for home. And he was with the band and he had never been to this before either. So then I'm like, well, have you have you watched the people have sex upstairs? And he's like, no, no, I haven't watched. So we went up to the other room, which was just like couples having sex. Uh And it was very it was so fucking sexy, but it was very intimate. And I was like, all right, we can't. I don't feel good like watching them. Let's go watch like the fuck train on the other side of the party. Yeah. So I went to the other side of the party and watched like people having like train sex with each other. <laughs> um, and then we looked at each other and we're both like, I guess we should fuck each other. Like when at a sex party, one has sex. One has sex. His name was Javier, but I called him the Sexican because <laughs> he was this like very tall, muscular, sexy Mexican man. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so then we went to the other room, like the intimate room. The intimate room. Aww. And we had sex with each other in front of all of these other people. For like four hours. Oh my god! It, we were like the last people to leave the party. Oh my god, that's amazing! It was so fucking hot, and oh, like I we're bet. boning it out, and I'm like watching 
these other I'm watching like these two dudes literally Eiffel Tower this girl like 10 feet from us uh-huh. and they're like fucking high-fiving the whole time and she's having a great time and then there was like this dude who was like watching us uh-huh. and like these other and like all of a sudden like we became the spectacle that like uh-huh. I came to watch and observe yeah it was crazy and then when we were leaving it was like this graveyard of condoms <gasps> everywhere <laughs> Oh man, the poor cleanup crew. Oh, so gross. They were literally like everywhere. Oh my God. It was disgusting. Oh my God. But we weren't disgusted because we were like so like enamored with Uh each other. Wow. Yeah. What happened after? Like, did you guys keep in contact? We we hooked up another couple of times. Uh Uh-huh. And like, this again was like right after like a really long relationship for me. I just bought a Vespa. And I was just like, you know, kind of riding my Vespa around the city. And like this, this experience for me, like really like kicked it back into drive for me. Yeah. So I like started like seeing other people. I was just like experiencing my sexual Vespa renaissance. Yeah. Your sexual Vespa awakening. Yeah. So I like, I remember like seeing him again and like picking him up in Manhattan and then like putting him on the back of my Vespa and like driving us back to my place to go. Oh my God. So baller. Oh, yeah. I was so hot. Oh, my God. That's so hot. I love that you just went by yourself, too. Like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. And it was, like, it was the thing that my ex, like, trolled me about. Yeah. And I never would have, like, even, like, had an interest in that if he didn't, like, accuse me of doing that, like, so many times. Yeah. And it was, like, in this weird way, kind of like a, like, a fuck you to that, you know, control. Yeah. Like, no, dude, you can't control me. Like, now I'm single. I am going to go do this thing. Thanks for the suggestion. Do you think he'd ever find out about this? I hope not. Probably not. He'd be fine. Years have passed. Oh, he would not be fine. He'd be so crushed. Oh. Yeah. Poor baby. Well... Poor little baby. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, fuck it. Like, fuck, fuck that. Like, you weren't together. Like, he put it in, like, you. Like, he put that, like, onus on you to feel like you couldn't be out with other, like, people of the opposite sex. Yeah. Like, fuck him. No, and I'm so, I'm, I don't, I don't have a strong interest in going to another one of these things. Like, I'm glad that I had that experience and it was, like, really titillating. Um, but it was also a little bit gross. <laughs> Well, just a floor of used condoms would be like, "Mm, that's goopy. And there's like, there's, you know, I've heard of other sex parties like happening in people's houses. Yeah. And like there being like 40 or 50 people there. This was like probably like 200, 300 people. I was actually just about to ask like what you thought like the number was because a warehouse in Bushwick is big. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a, a, yeah, it must have been like 200, 300 people. And there's probably like, you know, 50 people having sex in the couple's room and like, 60 or 70 people having group sex in the <laughs> in the other room. I love like I love this whole I love how it's like set up and like there's like this like order to it and yeah. just I I love it. This and there's so just like great. tantric electronic music playing the whole time. The guy who is in it uh is in a band. Uh, shout out to the band. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is in this band that um like plays like jungle electronic music in the subways and he wears a mexican wrestling mask as he does it 
So sometimes I'll get on the subway and I'll be waiting for a train and I'll see someone playing like jungle electronic music wearing the Mexican wrestling mouth. And I'm like, oh, my God, is that the sexican? Is that him? Yeah. Would he recognize me? Of course he would. (laughs) Wow. I have never seen this on the train. And now this is all I want to see on the train. Oh, you'll see it. I, I see them like maybe like two or three times a year. Really? Yeah, I think they're called Chango. Chango. Okay. Shout out to Chango. No, I've never <laughs> seen this. Like, do you remember what train you were on? I've seen them around Union Square. Union Square. In the okay. L train. Okay. Okay. It's that. It's an L train vibe. Okay. Yeah, I don't take the L train often. I like. This I is not like Park Slope. <laughs> not with like the stroller army. Like no of, stroller. Of Park Slope mommies are not listening to tantric. Chango. <laughs> I also just like could never get on board with Williamsburg. I I was such a fucking snob. Like oh, yeah. the moment I moved here, I was like, no. And I did it for like maybe like six months. Like that's where we'd go. But I was just like, this, this is the worst. And now that people are like, yeah, Williamsburg is the worst. I was like, yeah, I fucking told you. Like I told you, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> oh man, I lived in Williamsburg for eight years. Really? Yeah. And I didn't think it was the worst at the time. <laughs> But now I'm like, I love that you wanted to tell me that story. I love that. Oh, my God. I was so excited. That was amazing. I've always <laughs> wanted to go to a sex party. And I didn't even think of just like Googling. Like just I, go. I think I thought you just like had to like know people. Yeah. You can just like there's a lot of different sex parties in the city. There's one there's one on like right next to the Museum of Sex on 27th Street. Oh, okay. apparently they have like a couple like floors in a building. Uh oh. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. Okay. The producer is saying it's not good. Uh oh. <laughs> I think it might have been Carolina who was like performed at a sex show or not a sex, sorry, not a sex show, like at a sex party. And it was like the weirdest experience of her life. And I apologize if it wasn't you, Carolina. I was pretty sure it was you. Um, and I was just like, how does one get booked on a sex party? Like, like a band or. <laughs> Like, how do you concentrate? Do you like, want me to text the sexican and I'll ask him be like, to be like, hey, it's been a good five years. How do you book? But like, how do you like, how are you like, you know, playing your guitar and just like focusing on like the music or like whatever you're playing EDM or like whatever? Yeah. I'm all in like the logistics of this. Like, how do you not just get super horny? Well, obviously he did get super horny and yeah. like then fuck someone. But like, how do you do your job around a sex party? Like, I don't think I could. Yeah, it would. And plus the people who go there, besides from me and you, (laughs) are just like, you know, they're spooky bitches. (laughs) They're weird. They're like, you know, like like 40 year old rich guys and 20 year old girlfriend type peeps. And then like over sexualized hipsters. That okay. might have just been my experience at the Williamsburg sex party. I was going to say, that sounds very Williamsburg. Yeah, lots of tattoos, lots uh-huh. of pixie haircuts. Okay, okay. Yeah, that sounds very, very, very Williamsburg. Yeah. Like, I'm a, you know, I'm a sex positive person, obviously. And there's just, like, that line between, like, something that's, like, cool and experimental and, like, something that's, like, a little bit, like, skeevy. Uh-huh. And I think that, like, the, it was trying to feel cool and experimental, but they were also, like, Skeevy people make it skeevy, and skeevy people show up to that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Should, I mean, you and your fiance should just, like, go watch. I know. Aaron, start Googling. 
Um, because I, I love I like one of my biggest kinks is definitely like the idea of like being watched. Like I love that. Yeah, and so and that was hot. Yeah. Oh God, I bet. Like that's one of my favorite porns to watch. Just like yeah, I totally get it. Like yes, you want to watch me have sex. I I agree with you. Like, yeah. Watch it. You know, we had sex many a times. There was a. There was many a uh, coming happening and like someone came up to like us like in between sessions and he was like, thank you so much for that. And you're just like, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And I was like drunk in 27. And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just saying it out loud. I'm like, oh, God, that was so gross. That and I was like, were you the skeevy person? No. I also think that there was like a phone check system. Like you couldn't have your phone anywhere. Oh, I like that. So you can't take pictures. So you can't, yeah. 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 You can't take pictures. And yeah. then there was like, like a thing where they would throw you out. Like if they caught you taking pictures. Amazing. So that's good. Yeah. I like I, it feel like the the way you're describing it, it feels like safe and like um, inviting in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously, like skeevy people come in and can like ruin things like because when they, they ruin everything. But um, yeah. like, I feel like I would have felt comfortable at something like that. And again, like, I think it's cool that you're just like, you know what? I'm going to go alone. Like, I think I, I would have brought a friend. Yeah. But then that leaves the whole, are we just going to watch each other have sex? No, I think I told, I think I just told one person that I was going. And then I told him I would text them when I left. Right. Like, here's my pin. Here's my address. Yeah, exactly. Has Olivier ever wanted to, like, go to a sex party with you? No, he thought that it was pretty rad that I went. Uh Uh-huh. Because, like, he's much more experienced than I am. And, uh, again, I thank all the women that came before me. Uh, (laughs) But... He has never done that. Yeah. So he was like, man, that's wild. But he has, he's not a performer. So <laughs> I don't think he has any interest in, <laughs> in doing that. <laughs> when you say he's like very advanced, like, like how so? Um, he's just, he, he's a great lover. Like he loves like making me feel good. He likes Aww. pleasuring a woman. Like, you know, he, in, yeah. in, in everything. I mean, yeah, there's that. There's. <laughs> There's that to the greatest extent. But like, you know, like we went like shopping for sex toys together because he was like, I want you to be like having the greatest time. Uh-huh. Um, we had some like firsts together uh, and just even outside of the bedroom, like he, you know, is just always like wanting to like make me feel good and make me feel special and like Aww. take care of me. He's great. Oh, yeah, that's great. I and that. that's why I felt like open and enough to tell him about it because I yeah. dated someone who I feel like if they knew that I did that they would have broken up with you yeah or they would have had like they would have just been like oh you're such a slut like oh. you're like you know because like I dated a guy who was like very like kind of like low-key controlling mm-hmm. um, and judgmental and then went wild and went single and then of course dated that same guy again yeah and I literally dated that same guy again but then like dated men that were so similar to that but worse and after getting out of and like i was in a relationship with a guy and i won't say who he is but he like i still have nightmares about this person like they were so controlling and so like looking back on it he was a narcissist he was just like textbook narcissist yeah and i couldn't ever tell him that story because it would have like i think that he would have like had a panic attack and went off on me about it oh fuck yeah oh that's not a good look no 
why did I date guys like that for so long? <laughs> I mean, but we all we all do that. We all like yeah. hit a certain thing that we like think like this is who we want, and then it's not until you hit your threshold and you're like, no, let me stop and like figure out like what you did. Like you just went like on a lot of Tinder dates. You're like, let me. I'm finding like the perfect guy. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's exactly what I did, and I kind of, like, hit the jackpot with this dude, because yeah. other dudes would not be cool about the sex party. And it's just so lame that, like, other dudes wouldn't be cool about it, because it's like, we know what you're watching on porn. Like, we know you're watching group yeah. sex. We know what you're watching orgies. You know you, we know you would want to go. Like, a lot of you would want to go, but then, like, all of a sudden, like, a woman doesn't, and it's, like, not okay. Yeah. It says something about them. It just says they like sex. Like, I don't know. I just, I get very mad about that. Yeah. I mean, these same, it's like you said, like they're, they're watching porn. They're watching this. They're fantasizing about it already. Mm-hmm. And then to hear that, like, oh, but a lady that I like, the Virgin Mary here that I've chosen to be my partner uh-huh. also wants this. Nay. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, no, you can't, you. you can't have both worlds. Like you can't have like this like virgin-esque woman that you're dating but also want someone that wants to like fuck all the time. If someone yeah. wants to fuck all the time, then a sex party totally makes sense. Like, yeah, obviously it's not for everyone, but it doesn't mean it's bad if it's for that person. Yeah. And also don't be so judgmental. Yeah. Don't be fucking judgmental. Yeah. Let us fuck. But that's fine. Those are the, those are the boys that we date or I dated in like my late twenties, early thirties. And now I have figured it out. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out to Lois, my therapist. <laughs> Lois. <laughs> therapy Hello. helps a lot with that. Therapy helps so much. I actually found the therapist like through this like nightmare guy that I date in uh-huh. because he was like, you're really fucked up and we need to go to couples therapy. Whoa. And I was like, okay. And so we went and she met with us one time. And at the end of the session, she like, she told us both this, but she looked like right at me. She was like, sometimes things are not supposed to work out. And you have to get out before it gets worse. Holy shit, Lois. Yeah, Lois fucking saw right through that shit. She is very expensive, but worth it. <laughs> um, and sure enough, like we broke up a week later and he like had a mental breakdown and like, you know, sent me like 120 text messages and Ooh. hacked into my email and oh my God. like did this stuff that made me feel very unsafe. And I emailed Lois being like, can you help me? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm freaking out. I feel like having like a panic attack. I'm very uncomfortable. And she was like, come in. And she said to me, she was like, thank God you got out of that. Like this guy is like a narcissist, like textbook abusery person. Yeah. And like, they are only going to go downhill. And you got to get away from that. Let's talk about why you date men like this. And that's what she said. Yeah, pretty much. And it was like, you know, eight months later and like you know probably like two or three thousand dollars in therapy that my health insurance does not cover oh no uh, i'm sorry because this country sucks um this country does suck but like yeah totally like figured it out and like now no longer make those dumb choices i love it and he tried to contact her to go see her too and she was like nope sorry conflict of interest oh yes because she didn't want anything to do with him either I've always wondered about that with like therapists. Like, what happens when like your your patient sucks? Like, is a narcissist or is this or this that? Like, yeah. Do you want to help them or like do you find it 
annoying. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like what I'm asking? Yeah. No, I think so. I mean, I think they take like, what's that called? Like the Hippocratic Oath? Yes. Where like you commit to helping people and doing no harm and like always trying to do the right thing. But I think that for them, they must be able to separate their personal feelings from their, like from their job. Yeah. But I have no doubts that like sometimes when people lose a patient, they're like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like I have a friend who's a a therapist and she, when she loses a couple of patients, like when she no longer gets booked by these clients, she's like, honestly, thank you. (laughs) Been waiting for you to drop me. Wow. Yeah. I love it. I do. Therapy really is great too for like relationship shit and just like petty shit too. Cause like I had like a really, really emotionally abusive ex who was years before I started therapy, but it like came up and like, I like, I don't remember why I was like thinking about them, but I was just like, I was like, is it bad that I hope they're still bad people? (laughs) And she was like, not at all. She's like, of course you want them to be like in that same shitty like space because they were so shitty to you. Yeah. And I was like, but can you guarantee that like they probably still suck? And she was like, everything that you've told me about this person, there's no way in hell they've changed. Yeah. Unless they've done really, really hard work on themselves. And by the sounds of it, like who this person is, they haven't. Yeah. And she was like, and they're always going to be unhappy. And I was like, thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. I just wanted that validation. Yeah. I just want to know that they still suck. <laughs> Eve says they suck. <laughs> Like you just feel so good. You're just like, okay. Because you go through like, I don't know if men go through the same thing, but you just go through the ringer and so much shit and so much gaslighting by these really shitty dudes that yeah. you do come out of, on the end, one, not feeling like yourself at all at first. And two, once you've done the work, you're just like, well, I want to make sure that because I've done, all, I feel this way because I've done all the work. And so they don't feel this way because they haven't done any of the work. You don't want them yeah. to get like an easy pass. Or that's just me because I just hate some of my exes. No, I think it's okay to, I want, I want the best for them in a way because I don't want them to like hurt other people the way that they hurt me. Yeah. 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 Because I care more about like the women that will like come after me and like fall into their like narcissist bullshit trap. Yeah. So I hope that they do evolve and change. But for them personally, I actually, you know what? I'd rather have them get hit by a car. Thank you guys for listening. Again, remember, you can see Julie Feltman every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at The Pit in New York City. Every Wednesday night at 7 with Vern. And you can see her at The Strand February 21st. Guys, thank you so much. Rate and review. Feel I really I really want stories from you guys. I want to do an episode where it's just me and I'm reading your guys' stories anonymously. So I would love, love, love for you guys to start emailing me at awkwardsexandthecity at gmail.com. I would love that. Or DM me on Facebook at awkwardsexandthecity. I, it's time, guys. I want to do one. I want to hear from my viewers. I love you. Bye. Masturbate.